my shorts. Welcome to the Dave Lee Down Under Podcast. I'm, of course, your host, Dave Lee, and this is episode 10, 10th episode. Oh, we got off to a little bit of a rocky start again. If you're watching, you just see me bang my knee on the table as I went to sit down. It's really sore. Oh, we're here with Rick Lee. Oh, mate, Rick. <laughs> oh, mate, Rick, once again. Oh, it's say I'm out of it already. Oh, mate, Rick joins us once again. Thank you. Eddie. Um, of course, this episode is going out on all podcasting platforms, including Apple Podcasts, Spoodle, uh, Spoodle, Spoodle. <laughs> what is happening? Spoodle. <laughs> Spotify, Spotify, what's happening? Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Amazon, and Audible. We're on Amazon and Audible. Oh, we've done it. Yes, Amazon. we've done it. God, finally, that took forever. I did a search this morning. Just How long did that take? A month or so? Like, yeah, like three Easily. or four weeks. Um, I jumped on there this morning, oh did a little search, Amazon, Dave Lee, down in the pot. It's there. So Amazon and Audible, which uh, Amazon owns Audible, which is like their like um, ebook thing. Oh, okay. So uh, so we're on there. We're on there. So exciting. Um, of course, you can find me at YouTube at Dave Lee Down Under and over on Twitter and Instagram at Dave Lee Down Under. Otherwise, there's the links in the description of every single podcast, no matter what platform it's on. Um, so you can just click through there and then go and follow me, whatever else. Um, if you want to write into the show, you can shoot an email to DaveLeePod at gmail.com. And if you're listening on podcast platforms, please leave a review and a rating. Only the good uh, reviews. Only the good ones because they help. The bad ones don't help. No, not at all. No good. I found a way to, to see the international reviews, actually. Yeah? Yeah, I found some website that, like, compiles them all. Are they slagging us off? No, they're good ones. Oh, oof. They're all good ones so That's far. Good. Which is good. I don't know if it's all of them, though, because I've seen some that are on the Australian page that haven't shown up on this website. So, I don't know, if anyone out mm. there is listening, like, in the US or the UK or anywhere, any inter... We've got big fan base across Europe. Oh, I say big, but we have, <laughs> we, we have people listening across Europe. Four I mean, people. Probably, yeah. <laughs> Send in, like, screen grabs and stuff to me um, of, the, of your localised Apple podcast app. Um, I'd like to see the reviews from the... Like, the international reviews would be mm. quite good. Yeah. They can probably really hook into us over there. Probably. <laughs> we can't get to them. No, exactly right. <laughs> well, it's, what, 24 hours on a plane, and at the moment uh, well, the borders oh, are locked, so good luck. Exactly right. <sighs> not leaving us, not leaving Melbourne at the moment. No, I know. It's crazy. Um, but once again, old mate Rick is co-hosting with me today, so thank you for joining me. Not a problem. I got my intro a little bit mixed up today just and bit. just all over the place. Hitting, Poop. Your knee, hitting, your knee, hitting your knee on the way in didn't help. That didn't all. help at all. That's thrown me that out. shook you. It throw, shook me so far that I created a new podcasting platform. Shook you platform. to the bone. I know. Podca- and there's a new podcasting platform, Poodle. Poodle, <laughs> Poodle Podcasts. No, it wasn't Poodle. Poodle. Spoodle. 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 Oh, still stuffing it up. no, I know. <laughs> Lord's sake. Oh, well, that's patented now. I'm going to put, a, I'm gonna put a, um, a copyright on that. Spoodle. Spoodle Podcasts. Oh, there you go. That's a, that's a good little name for his podcast. Jeez. Uh, we, we said... Some sense, sounds like some little weird dog mixed with is a that poodle. Yeah, weird, like, I don't know, something, like something mixed with a yeah, poodle. Some Spaniel. Spanish, yeah, it's a Spaniel and a, <laughs> and a poodle. It's, it's probably actually a breed. <laughs> <laughs> have, a, have a look. Spoodle. 
It's a oh no. Yes, a cockapoo. A cockapoo. Cockapoo is also known as a spoodle. That oh comes bloody up. hell! Lord, spoodle. Good, good name for a podcast platform, spoodle, though. Spoodle, yeah. Don't shouldn't, steal it. Shouldn't, oh, gonna... shouldn't have said that. Some bastards are pitching the <laughs> and oh, trademark it. We're done. Bastards. Well, I'm going to get to it first. Um, now we said Do it Ma- right now. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we said um, Melbourne. We said borders are closed, but where we're opening up. Yeah, we're freeing up a little bit, which is lovely. Yeah, it's nice. We've had uh, we've had a few what we're, what's what's been dubbed double donut days. Oh yeah, seven days in a row where mm-hmm. we've had no recorded cases in Melbourne yep. and no deaths. Of course, we record magnificent. This on, yeah, we record this on a Friday, so today is yeah seventh day in a row. Yeah, uh, brilliant. It's so nice. Well, I mean, we're expecting probably numbers to start fluctuating again at some point. Oh, there'll, there'll still be cases, but, you know, uh, yeah. getting down to seven days of zero oh, is yeah. magnificent. That's brilliant. Melbournians, well Beautiful. done. Beautiful. We've done a great job. Good job, guys. Good job. Oh, brilliant. We did very good. We did very good. So it's like we got a little t- bit of It was tough to get oh, there, man, but, yeah. you know, now we're there. It's Mentally good. taxing. You know, so we can sort of get out and about mm-hmm. a little bit now, and hopefully there's there's another announcement on the, on Sunday, I think, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, apparently they're, like, they're like significant. A bit more same. relaxing of of um, restrictions. Yeah. At the moment we're only allowed 25Ks from home. Mm, which is better than the which 5K. Which is better than the 5K we have yeah. here. Um, and chances are, I reckon, that'll be dropped. Yeah, probably. Um, what else they do? Who knows? Who they'll, knows? We can visit people, just like restrictions on how many people you're allowed to have visiting and stuff like that. Mm. Um, but we've, we're feeling a little bit more free here in Melbourne, which is good. You can and, have, a, and the New South Wales government announced a couple oh, yeah. of days ago they're going to open the, open border, the border. Open the border so we can actually go to New South, yeah. New South Wales on the 23rd, I think. Yeah, something like that. I yeah, just third, yeah, I think so. Um, and, I, and I heard yesterday that South Australia as well yeah. will open their border to Victoria yeah. again Very good. In, uh, in the next two weeks or so. Mm-hmm. So... Victorians, you can get out of the state, oh, but don't yeah. stay home. Just stay don't, home. Don't stay don't home in Victoria. It. Go holiday in Victoria and help out. Help out our own. Yeah, you know, like regional towns exactly right. have been hit really badly, yeah. and you know we need to look after look after mm. those people yeah. and um, keep some money within this within the state. Yeah, well, it's not it's far from over, but we're doing well. Doing really As, oh, better than a lot know, of countries. I've uh, been a lot of places. Well, I mean, we're lucky we're coming into summer. Well, yeah, that's true. Um, you know, and you got you know the northern hemisphere like yeah. the US and and the UK yeah. and everything else are recording Crazy. really. Yeah. Like I think I think yesterday was it the US hundred hundred and the last twenty four hours one hundred and two thousand new recorded cases something or something like that. It's nuts. something ridiculous, you know. Yeah, like, can't fathom that amount of people. Mm. That's that's the MCG yeah. full. Yeah. The um for those listening, internationals, if you don't know, MCG, Melbourne Cricket Ground here in Australia. It's like our main sport venue, hundred thousand yeah. seater. A bit over a hundred thousand. Yeah. So so yeah, so that's a full house at the MCG. That's crazy. So yeah, far from over. Internationals continue to stay safe, continue to take it easy. People in Australia continue to don't get complacent because we see what happens when there's complacency. But exactly um right. It's it's okay, and one great thing we got to JB High Five for the first time in <laughs> far who knows how many months, at least right since June. Um, when we go into the second lockdown, June, 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 July, had to have been July, July, it was July, yeah. So it's been what four or five months, yeah. Um, been able to buy stuff from JB yeah, and have yeah, it yeah. sent Ordered home and, and, stuff, yeah. and you can go and do the. 
clicking, collecting. You're mm-hmm. sitting in your car and yeah. they bring it out to your car. <laughs> We've actually been able to go yeah. in, in store. And in fact, you got so game yesterday, you mm. actually went to two different I stores. I went to two JBs. And that's, yeah. that's uh, big for you. I know. Yeah, I went to two. <laughs> I got out. Well, I'm just ready to get out. I'm, I'm comfortable enough to get out now, Yeah, which is, which is good. But it's like, I mean, the second one we went to, there was no one there. You just stick to your section and just kind of just – Stay yeah, back exactly a little right. bit. Uh, they had the twenty percent off. Of course, JB Hi-Fi. I'm sure everyone listening knows, um, but if there's anyone who's not, JB Hi-Fi is like our big retail, like media goods like and best, hardware, like, a best buy, yeah, like Best of. Buy or uh, oh, HMV, HMV in the UK, UK yeah. um, sort of thing. So yeah, so we went to JB twice. One store didn't have everything that we we're after, so I went to the second one. Twenty percent off sale and got 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 buying. Yeah. Which is lovely. Didn't go overboard though. No, no, you spent no. a couple hundred, and yeah, I think only would I spent probably forty, fifty bucks. Maybe. Yeah, something like that. But um, but it's but that, that was good. That was good. Um, podcast news this week. Oh, we've been we've been on the charts. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, uh, you haven't told me this. What's uh... no? Um, we are, we're charting at the moment. Now I'm not going to make a big deal about it because it's probably not a huge deal. Um, but we've we've been charting in the film reviews category. On 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 just podcasts in general. Oh, that's nice. So in Australia, um, this changes day to day. It's like a daily thing. It kind of changes. I, I guess it's depending on how many people are listening to what podcasts on what days. So in Australia, we've been charting in the film reviews category. We're at number 17. That's the highest I've seen. The first time I saw it was 45. Wow. Next I saw 17. Um, we're apparently um, at number 45 of all time in the film reviews category in Australia. Was there 46 people? Probably. Is there? Yeah. Um, that's, that's just weird. Um, and then there's a, the other category, which is film and TV. We're in the top 100, which is awesome. Brilliant. Yeah. Um, we're also charting in film reviews in, albeit in lower positions, um, overseas, in the U- UK, USA. We're at number 34 in Canada. And the Netherlands, we're at number 19. But you've got, you've got a fairly good following in, in yeah. the Netherlands, haven't yeah, you? Yeah, yeah, Netherlands, a few huge, huge. And um, we're like 22 of all time in that film reviews category in the Netherlands. Yeah, I've got a lot of, I've got a lot of like, um, from Greater Europe followers, That's which is awesome. Nordic sort of area, yeah. Yeah, I love the Netherlands. I've been there. Great, great place. Well, I've been to Amsterdam. Didn't really get out of Amsterdam. <laughs> um, you I'd only went for the to... red light district. Jeez, <laughs> oh, that's an experience. Um, but lovely, beautiful country. Um, I'd love to get out beyond, you know, a few years' time. Yeah, the country areas. Get out back into Europe. Yeah, yeah, beautiful. Like the big windmills and stuff. Awesome. Do a little yodeling. And yeah. Yeah. Uh, with splashing get, around in the with, snow. With all the culture. The oh, beautiful. Freezing to death. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so that's a bit of good news. We've had a bit of chart. We've been on the charts a little bit, which is which is great. Um, I don't know how significant that is, but but it's about it's nice to see after only ten shows, which is good. So this is did I say that at the time? Yeah, Episode ten. Yeah, oh, oh, maybe. I don't know. I was supposed to, but I stuffed that up at the start. I, yeah, bang my knee. Which like is the tenth episode? Awesome. Um, some a bit more uh, disappointing news with the podcast front. Um, I found out about a thing called Patron Dodgers this week. <laughs> oh, yeah. Heard about this. They're, these are people, apparently it's very, like, common, like rampant. People will sign up to a patron and then drop off before they get charged. <laughs> <laughs> what, what do they do that just to get their naming well, credits? Well, yeah, essentially what or? happens is patron will, you can sign up to patron and you 
get access to everything as soon as you sign up. Usually Patreon will charge them on like the first of the month. Um, so if you sign up, it won't charge you until the first of the, like so if the you next sign month. Up, so if you sign up on the second of the month, yeah, you get a whole month, you get a whole month free, free. <laughs> essentially, right? And pe- what people do is they they either give like a card that doesn't have money on it or whatever, like so it bounces back, or they cancel their subscription just before they get charged. And I had that happen recently, like four or five people. Um, and with me, one of my things that I say is you can get your name in the credits if. Um, if you if you're Sign a up. patron, yeah. right? So all these people getting on there, get their name in the credits, getting perks for everything for a month, and then they drop off. So what I've found out is there's actually an option to charge up front. Good. So I've had to flick that on. Uh, I'm, I'm sure I saw that in the past and just thought, oh no, I won't do that. Look, mm. most of the patrons, ninety eight percent of people are very honest and great people, and thank you for all your support. But there are people who are patron-dodging, as they call it. Just disappointing. That's a bit disappointing. Loving dodges. You know, it's all right. <laughs> it's okay. Um, but, yeah, I'll flick that little thing on. So now if you are going to sign up to the patron, you'll get charged up front, and you will get your name in the credits as soon as the, that payment's cleared or whatever. Uh, but, yeah. Uh, this what, week, a, what a weird thing to do, though. That is such a strange well, for, thing. For, for a dollar. I know. A month? Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's crazy. Just, it's just nuts. I know. At least just follow through with the dollar. <laughs> oh, God. Some I mean, people are tight as fish's asses. Oh, they? I know. It's crazy. <laughs> it's so crazy. But like I said, 98% of patrons are great. And they are. Look, I, look a lot of people, you do get people drop off, financial situations change and no, stuff. That's completely fine. Of course. But if you're Patreon dodging, if you're just signing up to get free shit and then you drop off, like that's a bit dodgy. <laughs> Come on, guys. Um, but, yeah, um, moving along. Uh, this week we've – what have we watched? I haven't watched anything incredibly exciting this week. I finished off, of course, I've been watching the um, Universal Monsters films over the last few weeks, over Halloween. Just get, I just felt like watching them. Um, so I finished them off. I finished with uh, I, the Creature from the Black Lagoon films. Awful. The first oh, ones are pretty bad. first <laughs> one's really good. The first one's they, great. And the other ones are just so I mean, bad. it's dodgy as hell. Like, yeah, oh, to, yeah. Particularly today, yeah, yeah, today's yeah. standard. But, but it's a great little film. Oh, they're fun. They're fun, but, but they're the, just so bad. But the sequels and shit are just, yeah. it's just garbage. Yeah. garbage. I, um, I, I capped off my... They're so bad you sort of think they were made deliberately bad. Yeah. Yeah, oh, a lot of them had to have been. Um, the The last one I rounded out with was a sci fi horror called This Island Earth. Really bad. Uh, like I don't know if I've you, seen that one, yeah, you'd recognise the monster from it, the alien, like just tr- just like a guy in like a big foam suit. <laughs> oh, oh Jesus! It's fun. It's a fun movie, but yeah, just just really bad. There were a few others I wanted to watch, but I've I've been watching the. Um, the imprint, the new imprint line from Viavision, I've uh, I've got them. Like if you're watching, you can see it. Like they've sent so many this month. There's like three box sets, four box sets, and then five individual titles. There's like like I don't know, like a ten or eleven films there that I have to get through so I can review them this month. Um, so I'll be doing that. So I'm just kind of going through that. I watched the Bob Hope collection, which had two films. I was going to say, the Bob Hope collection doesn't look really big. How many no, there's two. two films? There's two in the Bob Hope collection. Not much of a collection. It's... No. Um, but there's two films, Cat and Canary and The Ghost Breakers, both a lot of fun. And then a central film noir collection I'm into at the moment. Oh, I love my film noir. So I'm watching them, and then I'm going to go into like the individual ones and 
and stuff, and there's really? a lot I've got to get through. I have to review them. So when did you get those during the week? Something did you? Or? Yeah, I got the well, I got the box sets. Vision sent me the box sets because it was the because it was such a huge wave. I wasn't able to get everything from them. They said make a selection. So I got the box sets, and then I went out and bought the individual ones from JB yesterday. So I'll review all of them in like a big video. Yeah. Um, probably next week. I don't know. As soon as I can get through them all, as soon as possible, really. Um, so uh, that's fun going through all that stuff. Um, as far as like newish, newer movies, we've watched 21 Bridges we watched last week. Was that one with Chadwick Boseman? The cop one? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> God, you've got to remind me, David. The cop, the cop film where he no. was a cop. He was a cop yeah, and yeah, it was happened one. over yeah. one night. J.K. Simmons. Yeah. Yeah, it was okay. It was all right. I enjoyed he it. He was very good. He's very good. JK's always going to love yeah. JK. And Chadwick Boseman, of course. Yeah, Fantastic. Yeah. Brilliant. Yeah. Um, that was, was, was that the last film he made uh, it's before not, he passed? It's not the or? last one. There's another one coming to Netflix called Ma Rainey's Black Bottom or something, I think, um, which is, uh, yeah, Ma Rainey's Black Bottom. That's coming to Netflix. It looks, oh, it looks incredible. Mm. It looks so good. But I thought 21 Bridges, like mm. throughout the film, you could actually see him progressively yeah, getting really, thinner and thinner. And yeah, look really quite ill, didn't yeah, he? Yeah, towards the end. Yeah, which was and, and kudos to him. like Oh, man, like powering through it. Being crazy. able to do what he did in that film. Yeah. And he was quite obviously quite ill. Yeah. And nobody probably knew. Oh, no, no, no one knew time, at all. So. Yeah. Insane. So uh, um, that that alone is worth, mm. you know, is worth well, watching. Well, I read an interview with someone who was in Ma Rainey. I can't remember who, I can't remember who the actor was. But said they thought he was like a real prima donna on set because he had people looking after him and just like massaging him during takes and just, you know, real like obviously looking after him and stuff and just didn't know why. Wow. Um, and he said after it all, it was like, oh, shit, well, it makes sense now. now. You know why, yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like we've, like we've said before, the guy's like commitment to his craft is just un, unmatched. Mm. Insane. But he's very good in that movie. Could, not, could not question his work ethic. No way. Amazing. Right up till the end. Yeah. Brilliant. Brilliant. Uh, we also watched The Good Liar. Yep. Which is that one with um, Ian McKellen yep. and um, uh, Helen Mirren. Yes. Yes. That's right. That was fun. That was good fun. I enjoyed it that. It went a bit weird at the end, like yeah. the last like like half an hour, a bunch of twists and turns and stuff, and it starts getting a bit I'd oh, already, a bit picked, already picked what was Oh, yeah, so predictable. Like, so predictable, yeah. but it's so fun. I enjoy. I really enjoyed it. The funny thing was your mother didn't pick it. No, and she, and she normally does. does. Yeah. She normally picks it yeah. an hour out from the yeah. end of the film. Yeah. Well, see, she does anyway. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she does or not. She oh, yeah, said, I oh, that yeah, an hour yeah ago. I'll do that an hour yeah. ago. But I actually, I actually did. I, this time, yeah. I, I normally oh, don't. I, I normally just watch the film for the entertainment It's so predictable. Yeah, and yeah. don't try and read anything into it. Yeah. And that's uh, what I find, you know, you, you sort of enjoy film mm. a lot more by yeah. doing it that way. You know, for you don't sure. try and read into the film. You just go along with the ride. And, yeah. And just enjoy it for what it is. Mm-hmm. But this one, this one, I could see what was unfolding. And oh, it's so predictable. It's such a predictable film, but it's fun. Like, but it's fun. Even it's if you really know enjoyable. I enjoyed it. I mean, that's the fun in re-watching movies you like anyway. You know how it's going to end, but it's fun, in, it's fun to get there. It's fun to experience. Mm. It was just mm. a fun movie. Just two silly old people just, just yeah. being silly, really. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but wasn't like uh, like completely. It gets a bit dark towards the end. Gets a bit heavier, but oh, just a bit. But the lead up to it, the lead up is just so. It's a lot of fun. It's, I enjoyed it a lot. It's a really, really good, really enjoyable, just easy to watch film. Yeah, it was good. It really was good. good. Um, and we also watched the spectacular now, which a film from like six or seven years back. Uh, Miles Teller, yep. Shailene Woodley, yep. Brie Larson, the coach. 
Coach. What's yeah. his name? Carl Chandler. Yeah. Um, who are so many people in it? Bob Odenkirk, Saul. Yeah, that's right. Briefly, all Saul. these people just kind of popped in and out of it. Um, I was a few people in it. I, I loved it. Yeah, I, I really, really enjoyed good. it. Good, good cast, good little yeah. story. Yeah, fantastic. I really, uh, really quite enjoyed that. One of those little like. And it's funny. It's funny to watch. It's funny to watch someone like Brie Larson, who's yeah. now. Yeah, yeah. Well, Miss Marvel. Captain Marvel. Captain Marvel, yeah. whatever you call it. Yeah. <laughs> um, and seeing her from, when was it, 2000? Yeah, well, six, seven years ago, whatever it was. 2012 yeah, yeah, yeah. 2013 yeah. or something. Um, and she looks really very young in it. Yeah, yeah. That's you know, funny. Like, like, you, like, she's been doing stuff for years. Like, she was in, like, um, Scott Pilgrim, which was years before that even. Mm. And I, one of my friends, even Lockie, sent me a photo the other day. I can't remember what movie he was watching. Um, oh, I can't, oh, it was um, uh, Thirteen Going on Thirty, which is called. I can't remember what that's called in the states. Um, the one with Jennifer Garner. Um, oh, it's got a different name in the states. Yeah, it has. Um, some suddenly thirty or something. Suddenly Some, yeah, thirty. Something like oh, it was released true. here as suddenly thirty. Yeah. Thirteen going on thirty over, overseas, yeah. and she's in that. And she, he sent me a picture. He's like, what? Brie Larson's in this. Like, really young. Wow. Um, but she's done, like, heaps of stuff. Because that would have been, that would have been 20 years I ago. Was in high, I was early high school, 2004, very very close to 20 wow. years ago. Well, <laughs> <laughs> oh, I swallowed off my chair then. Yeah, but I loved that movie. That was really good. But, yeah, she's in that and just really young. But she's been doing stuff for years. And it's quite funny. Mark Ruffalo's in that as well. I mean, look how young he looks in that. Oh, my God. So it's funny that we've just I'm on Google Images here. <laughs> um, yeah, no, it's 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 crazy. It's it's like it's funny to go back and see these people. There she is. There's Brie Larson right there, very young. But it's funny, like oh all these God. people who are like rocketed to fame in the last five years, yeah. and then it's funny to go back like go 10, back in, 15, yeah. 20 years and see them popping up in all these movies. And you're like, oh my gosh, they're so young. Just even like Miles Teller in that film, it was like, geez, he looks so yeah. young. I yeah. love, love Miles Teller. He's, he's so good. He's very good. Uh, but, yeah, brilliant movie. I love that. a real that. sort of relaxed style about his acting, yeah. isn't he? Yeah, just chill. Yeah. Just chill. Brilliant. Um, suits suits the, the Australian way of life, I think. Yeah. <laughs> um, so that was movies-wise. We watched three last weekend. Uh, TV-wise, we smashed through some tally this week. Cool. Did we watch? Um, we finished Jack Whitehall, Travels with My Father. That was a lot of fun. That's third season or fourth season? The new set, whatever the new season um, is, fourth, fourth I, I think. think the Australian season, uh, very very good, very fun. Um, and then we watched Emily in Paris on Netflix. It wasn't as good as the other series though, like the What's early that? ones. The- oh, travels no, yeah, there's only like two parts. But the yeah, last yeah. season, I think they did two parts as well. The earlier ones are really good. But um, I can't get over his old man carrying that doll around. Winston. Winston. Yeah, so funny. Oh, my God. <laughs> what a you know. Yeah. Oh, what an absolute <laughs> Love, character. I enjoyed it, though. It was really, yeah. really good fun. Yeah. But um, they didn't come to Melbourne, though. No, they didn't. It was like Sydney and Queensland. Mongols. And, yeah, and uh, Central Australia. And Oh, yeah, of course. Went to the Ayers Rock. Big Red Rock. Oh, it's not Ayers Rock. Called Ayers Rock. Uluru. Uluru. Yeah. Uluru. Well, it's always been Uluru. But now we don't yeah. call it. Now we don't yeah. call it Ayers Rock. Strip that um, the, uh, commercial name, name off it. Yeah. Um... Emily in Paris we watched on Netflix, um, which is a series with uh, Lily Collins. That was a lot of – that was enjoyable. It's been getting a lot of um, slack on Twitter and stuff. It's a bit trashy, but it's fun. It's 
it's just really easy to watch yeah. late at night. You know, you yeah. can sort of sit and you can watch multiple mm-hmm. episodes. Well, we watched four in one night and then yeah. six the next. We finished it in two days. Yeah. They're only like 25, 30-minute episodes. So it was enjoyable. I liked it. Creator of Sex and the City, I think. Nothing I ever watched. You watched it. Yeah. You and mum watched it. I was obviously very young, too young for that at the time. Um, but... Yeah, I enjoyed it. I thought it was quite good. Lily Collins is, is good fun. And as, it, as you said, it wasn't brilliant. It was yeah. nothing great about it, but yeah. it was it was enjoyable. Just something, enough. just a bit of filler until we find some yeah. really good stuff to watch. And there's a second season being done too, isn't yeah, there? Yeah, yeah, apparently. So that'll be that'll and be it's interesting. A, it's a um, what do you call it? A doesn't follow. It doesn't follow. No, her. you're thinking of that Anna. The Anna, yeah, the Anna Kendrick one we watched. Oh, that's right. <laughs> Love life. <laughs> watching so many. Just all running into up. each other. Bloody yeah. Hell. Um, we start, no, it's just I'm getting old. Yeah, well, yeah, that too. <laughs> we started The Queen's Gambit. We've done three episodes of that. Isn't that it's a Netflix. weird show? It's weird, yeah. But it's enjoyable, yeah, though. It's strange, yeah. Anna Taylor-Joy really is the lead in that. She's very good. Um, yeah, very enjoyable show. Just weird. You just don't know where it's going. That's the good thing about it. It's like you can't. You just can't it's predict al- where it's, it's going. Like, it's almost like you're watching a suspenseful horror film. Yeah, it's weird. And you don't know what yeah, she's going to do yeah, next. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You think she's going to. Just go off the rails. Pull a knife out and take the people. Yeah, well, who knows? It's weird. Weird character. Just, yeah, she's like a chess player, like a prodigious chess player. And, oh, you just I just can't predict it. Yeah. It's good. It's good fun. Three episodes. I think it's like seven. It's a limited series. So they're only doing the one one season of it. So Mm. essentially it's like a film, like a mini, like a tally film. It's in seven parts. So she's like a prodigy chess player at the age of 12 or 13 or something. Yeah. And then it like charts over a few years. Yeah, it's uh, quite uh, quite quite good. Quite really. fun. Quite enjoying get it. Get onto it. Get onto it. Um, now we can't say too much. Be careful. <laughs> we've yeah, st- we've right. watched a few more episodes of Marvel Six One Six, which is the new Disney Plus Marvel documentary series. And we're embargoed. We're embargoed for like two weeks on that. Um, so we will speak more about that. I'll do a review. I've got an interview coming up uh, with Paul Shear, comedic actor. He, he directed one of the episodes. Um, and Sarah Amos, who's one of the executive producers on the show, interview both of them. That'll be up in a couple of weeks when the embargo yeah, lifts. That was last week, wasn't interview? Yeah, interviewed last yeah. week. Yeah, last Friday. But you um, can't do anything with it just yet. I can't. I've got the footage. I can cut it together, but I can't put it up yet. So, yeah, that. Uh, so we're watching that. Can't say whether whether we're enjoying it or not, but we've watched a few of them. Um, but what else we watched last week, of course? The Mandalorian. Mm, started See, last Friday. Last Friday, yes. Second episode tonight. Yes. Because, of course, it's a Friday. Well, yeah, by the time this goes out, it's already up. Yep. Um, but, yeah, oh, man, very good. Very good. Yeah, it was, was enjoyable. I loved it. And they seem, to be, they seem to be going a little further with it this year. Well, yeah, but that's the, thing, that's the thing with some of these things. You've got to be careful how quickly you push. And that's like that real Marvel kind of, um, what do you call it? Philosophy. The philosophy yeah, is yeah. like don't push too quick. Yeah. Just set up your characters. And this is something they didn't do with the Star Wars sequel trilogy. Yeah. Um, so obviously you've got John Favreau and Dave Filoni who are show running this and obviously they're like, take it easy. We've got a plan. They obviously have a plan, mm. which is you can't be said about the Star Wars sequel trilogy. Yeah. Um, but the Mandalorian, they've obviously got this plan and they're like, all right, take that first season to kind of set up some characters, set up the story. They didn't really do a lot of this, obviously quite a bit of fan service, but not a whole lot of it. And then it's almost like as soon as you hit season two, it's like, all right, put in the, you know, yeah. going to full throttle and we just fucking just get just into go it. go for it now. You've got characters coming into it from, you know, from the old films, just iconography. 
uh, from both prequels, sequels. You've got like pod racing. You've got uh, pet droids. You've got that was that was, that was incredible. So good. So as soon as you saw him going to yeah. was it Tatooine, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the first thing I said to you was, "Oh, we're going pod yeah, racing." Yeah. And then the next, then the next shot, <laughs> yeah. there's a some, couple of pet droids someone, yeah. fixing up a bloody wow. pod racer. So good, brilliant. Yeah. So you got a bit of both. I like it that it's kind of it's obviously set after the sequel or the. The original trilogy, but it's pulling elements from everywhere, which is something the sequels didn't really. They were like a little bit more hesitant to do. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think we had, it's we good. had a pod racing game, didn't we? Was it on the yeah, PC yeah. or was it I on think, the? I think there PC was a. Like the PS2 we played. Or one or something. Nan had the Nintendo sixty four version, yeah, and then we had the PC version. Yeah, so we kind of played oh, a bit of both. The, it was I loved that. Yeah, such a good fun game. Oh, oh so good. good. So yeah, Mandalorian, very excited for episode two. Again, I'm not getting too spoiler heavy yet because I understand there's probably some people out there who still haven't seen it. I, for one, I was over. I was in the UK when Mandalorian season one came out, so I had to wait until I was home because Disney Plus wasn't over there at the time, and we just smashed out full season. Mm. I was so I was so lucky. I avoided most spo- most spoilers for that. Uh, so I know there's a lot of people out there who haven't got to it. So, but yeah, very enjoyable. You'll love it. I, I, I wasn't a huge fan of the first season, but very, very enjoyable, this second one, so far anyway. Mm. What's that sound? Oh, you, you did it. it. You did it. Again. Beautiful. It is the Deadwood update. Yeah, it was <laughs> huge update huge this one. Week. Huge Get ready for it, guys. Huge update. I need a drum roll. I don't have one yet. <gasps> one episode. Oh. Only one episode this week. I've been watching too much other shit. Yeah, um, and uh, we watched one episode after last week's. What did we watch last week? Three. Three. That was our record. That was the record. You know, <laughs> and uh, this week was a low light. Yeah, and, um, and it was a low light. It was a shit. It episode. was awful. It was um, terrible. So, like again, if you haven't been listening, if you haven't been regularly listening, um, we're just trying to power through Deadwood. It's like the third time we've attempted to watch it over the years, and I think this week kind of exemplified why. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah. it's hard to get into. Yeah, first the first season was good, and the first two yeah. or three episodes of this season, yeah. second season were good. But that episode, yeah. which is episode seven, season two, yeah, was boring as batshit. Man. Well, we've had some backlash over our Deadwood update. Uh, we've had so, some have been complaining, namely my friend Jackson, aka Wacko Jacko. Um, he's been complaining that he's we hate you for that. Yeah, he will. <laughs> um, he um, he's been complaining. He complains every week. There's something about the podcast nah, he complains yeah. about every week. We we talked about him in the past. He got annoyed that I used too many sound effects, and now he's <laughs> getting annoyed about the Deadwood update. Anyway, apparently every week we do a Deadwood update, and we say, "Oh, we watched two episodes," but then we don't say whether we've actually enjoyed <laughs> it or not. Um, but yeah, so look when Deadwood. Is at its high points. It's really good when it's at its low oh, points. Oh, exactly right. It's a really good show, but but there are there are parts in it that when are just boring as batshit. When it's at its low points, and it's just la- a slog. that episode we watched oh. a lot ago was boring as batshit. So boring. You were falling asleep. I was getting distracted. It's just boring. Maybe we just watched it too late at night. Probably. You got to not put it on so late. But we we will persist and we will get we'll through get it. We'll get through it. We're not going to slow down. No, it's no, just no. you hit an episode like that and you're almost like, oh, I don't feel like watching that again. Yeah. I'm um, yeah. But in, we'll in the get hope that it. the next episode is not going to be the same. Yeah. We'll get there. We'll put. We'll push through it. We'll be. We'll push through it and we'll, we'll get to the end. We're like halfway through. Yeah. And oh, you, exactly. Exactly. And you bought are. the movie a few weeks ago, so we so need we have to. We have to. Got to get through it. We have to do it. But season three, did that come to a? 
a feeling it might have sort of come to a rushed end, didn't it? That's why well, they did the movie. Well, no, they did. Um, was well, they did three seasons and it just got axed in the off season. So they yeah. never even, it's not like they rushed an ending. Oh, okay. They just, it just stopped. And the original plan was they, I think they'd written the last season and they retooled it into two movies that they were going to air on telly and it was all go and then something happened and HBO pulled the plug um, and then they pulled down the set because they left a set up for ages apparently in hopes they were going to go back and do the movies. Well, I'm hoping, I'm hoping because it got sacked at the end of the third season, I hope and the rest of it's not like episode seven of season two. Well, who knows? Maybe well, that's yeah, more. Well, maybe, maybe yeah, that's yeah, why yeah. <laughs> Oh, Lord. I don't know. Because it was boring. It's bad We'll shit. find out. But anyway, yeah, so they pulled the set down and then it was like, oh, there's no point going back and do it again. There's, the set doesn't exist. But eventually, obviously, they've gone back. They rebuilt the set and they did the movie to kind of wrap it up. God. Like fifteen years later, and apparently the movie's not that great. So, yeah, right. let's see how we go. What sort of ratings they have? I don't know. I don't know <laughs> if I've looked. <laughs> not game enough to look. No. Um, it has been a slow week for movie news. The um, the U.S. election is going on at the moment. <laughs> While um, as we're recording this, it's still going. It's still going. Yep. Um, was it two, as, three, two, three days, two, two days later. Two days later. Because it was Wednesday, Wednesday for us. Wednesday here for yeah. us. Tuesday in America, obviously. Yeah. So it's still it's still going at the time of recording. As the time that this goes out, there's probably a president. There's probably a either a new or a you know a close to returning president. Close um, at the moment. Um, so there's either going to be someone in power. There's going to be a new American civil war. Going on. My God. Not the good, like, Marvel Civil War kind <laughs> either. Um, so who knows? But at the time that this is going out, this is a bit... Well, there's already a civil war happening. There's a political civil war. Well, yeah, civil exactly war, right. It? We don't want to get too far into politics. Oh. But um, I, I feel like because the election is going on, studios have been a little bit more hesitant to sort of put out news and stuff. Mm. Um, it'll either get washed under the rug. Um, I think it's a, it'd be a bit... Um, 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 what do you call it? What's the word I'm looking for? Probably not oh, quite. Probably not quite right to put out like news. Hey, look, let's announce a movie. Well, while all this other shit's going on, inappropriate. Time. Yeah, inappropriate. That's yeah. the word. Simple word. Yeah, but I think um, so. Oh, Hitting your knee coming in. I know Who's it's just you? <laughs> throwing me for one. But um, I feel like because of everything that's going on at the moment, we haven't got a lot of news this week. Um, but there's a little bit that we will cover. I think some stuff's kind of gone under the radar a little bit. And maybe that's – I think sometimes if they've got some news that's not huge and they push it under the rug, yeah. they'll go, oh, there's this big thing good, going on. Just get it out there now. now. Quick. Yeah. Um, but one thing that um, obviously wasn't planned, um, Sean Connery passed away. Um, how old was he? 90-something? Yeah. Yeah, um, apparently he's been sick for quite a while. I didn't, I couldn't, fee- I didn't see if there was any reports on what he passed away 90. from or anything. Ninety, 90 was, yeah. yeah. Um, but apparently he'd been battling an illness for a while. Um, so yeah, so that kind of came out a few days ago that he'd passed away. Um, it's a guy that's done a lot of great movies. Looking his back last, over his, his last film, two thousand twelve. Yeah, was his last film. Yeah, League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. Terrible. No, that was two thousand three. Yeah, but the only that other was, only other yeah. things he's done after that is like voiceover stuff, document yeah documentaries, yep. video game yeah 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 true voiceover. So he retired. League of Extraordinary Gentlemen was so bad he retired. 
pushed him into retirement. He pushed him into retirement. It was so bad. He's like, I'm not doing this anymore. He was 70, Get me out he would of have here. been 73 at the yeah. time. So I've written down, we've got like quite a lot of movies here that, he's, that we've written down. We kind of looked over his filmography yesterday and we're like, shit, he did a lot. Oh, I did Like everyone's like stuff. thinking, oh, James Bond. But fuck, he's done heaps of stuff. Uh, um, one of his earliest films, Darby. So his, some of his James Bond films are some of the only James Bond films I like. Oh, yeah. Well, he did one in 1959 called Darby O'Gill and the Little People. <laughs> it's this a Disney musical. Oh, it's about yeah. leprechauns and stuff. Yeah. So it's a fun film. And they used little people in the. No, they used. It was actually. It sounds silly, but it was actually a, a very important film, technically. They what used, like, um, you know, like the Lord of the Rings effect where you have someone closer to the camera and you no, have someone yeah, further no, away, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. forced yeah. perspective forced sort perspective, of things. And then, focus and that. then, like, green screen stuff or whatever it was at the time, which was sort of like a, um, uh, you know, it was like more of a technical, like... Double exposure sort of thing. Yeah, sort of like, and, like... They do things with the whatever. <laughs> Don't want to go into you know too deep, but it was technically innovative film. Um, it's a great film. It's very cheesy, and have Sean Connery in there singing is quite funny to see. Um, but yeah, he did um, quite a few James Bond films. He did Doctor No, From Russia with Love, Goldfinger, Thunderball, You Only Live Twice, Diamonds Are Forever. So he did six official ones, and then he did the unofficial Never Say Never Again. Uh, which in 1983, which is 12 years after and, Diamonds and Are Forever. You explained to me yesterday why they called it Never, well, yeah. Never Say Never Again. Well, he did, well, he did the first four Bond well, the first five of his Bond films he did, and then he quit. He's like, I'm not doing this anymore. I'm tired of it. Um, George Lazenby came in and did On Her Majesty's Secret Service, and then he came back to do one more. It was almost like, oh, I'll take one last paycheck. So he came back and did Diamonds Are Forever, and then on the press for that film, someone asked him at some press conference, um, will, you, will you be back as James Bond? And he said, never. I'll never <laughs> do another one. So they've made this unofficial James Bond film. There's like a whole legal thing behind it. It was technically made. It's, it's a whole technical thing about which one considers unofficial because it wasn't made by the same production team. But um, they made it because the writer of the books, um, Ian Fleming, had the rights to make a movie on um, Thunderball. Was it Thunderball? It was one of the, the Bond films they'd already made. No, it was um, the one under the water, that really bad one. Um, um, the another one. Was that Thunderball? I can't even remember. Uh, it might have been, I don't know. I'm sp- yeah, Thunderball. Thunderball. Yeah, yeah, the one where they go under the water. So Never, never Say Never Again was a remake of Thunderball because Ian Fleming had the rights to make a movie on Thunderball. So they remade it. Anyway, so it's unofficial because it wasn't made by the official production team, but they got Sean Connery back, and because he'd said, I'll never do James Bond again, they called it Never (laughs) Say Say Never Never Again. again. (laughs) Um, That's the only James Bond. That's funny as hell. That's the only James Bond I actually haven't seen. But, yeah, that's apparently it's awful, and it's just like Thunderball. It's like they just remade Thunderball. (laughs) God. Um, He did a Hitchcock film called Marnie. With Tippi Hedren, who was also in Hitchcock's The Birds. Oh, I vaguely remember Really that. good. Very good. Very good movie. Um, so a lot, of, a lot of his older films I would have watched when I was younger. Yeah. I'm sure you would have seen that. It's a classic. Robin and Marion. I haven't I haven't seen this one, but this is with Audrey Hepburn. Yeah, I've, I've seen that one. So I do he, remember that one. He was Robin Hood and then Audrey Hepburn was Marion, made Marion. It's just a film. Yeah. Yeah, apparently it's not <laughs> great. 
Um, Highlander, oh, terrible a piece of shit. <laughs> terrible. But Your mother those, loved that. Mum loved it. She thought she said it was great. You had to watch it. And I watched it. Yeah, and I ye- just thought that's a yeah. Piece years of ago, shit. years ago, it was out. And she years, ne- she yeah, never buys right. DVDs or anything. But I remember being out with her. She's like, oh, I have to get Highlander. What? So she's like, I have to get it. It's so good. And we watched it. It was awful. Did, did she see it on TV or something? Did you? I don't know. She said she watched it when it first came out and loved it. Maybe she went to the cinema with her sister. Maybe probably. Um, but it's one of those movies that has like a huge cult following, like huge people love it. There's that joke in uh, just Talladega Nights where Ricky Bobby says the best movie ever made, and he tells um, Sasha Baron Cohen's character, what's his name, John Gerard or yeah, whatever yeah, his name yeah, was, yeah. says, "Highly, you have to watch Highlander. It's the best movie ever." <laughs> and there's the bit at the end where they're racing against each other, and he pulls next to him and goes, "I watched Highlander. It's a piece of shit or something." <laughs> you know. Um, <laughs> Time Bandits, he was in. I don't remember him in Time Bandits. I haven't watched that for a I, long time. I don't, I don't recall him in it either. Yeah, but apparently he was in it. Um, that was the Terry Gilliam film. Very Monty Python-esque film. Um, Not one of my favourite films. No. I'm a huge Monty Python Well, I film. never I went back Monty to it. Um, um, one that he did do that was fantastic was The Untouchables. Oh, I reckon one of, Absolute his, one of classic. his best roles. Oh, yeah, for sure. That was definitely. Brilliant. That was brilliant. Definitely. Love that. Kevin Costner, of course. Um, it's about the the tracking down. Um, I almost said they're tracking down Al Pacino. That Al Pacino, um, uh, Robert De Niro is in it as what's his name? Al Capone. Yeah, uh, not Al Pacino. Al Capone. Al Capone. Brilliant movie. And yeah, Sean Connery is so good in that. So mm. good. Um, his death. His death scene in that's brilliant. Oh yeah, right at the end. Really good. Oh, so good. Mm. Um, oh, one of my favourites, Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. Oh yeah, third one. Great yeah. film. Yeah. Great film. Um, it was never my favourite James Bond, but I love it. It's better James than, Bond. Oh, James Bond. Indiana Jones. <laughs> but I watched that. I watched all three of them over and over and over again. Just a few times. Yeah, such a great series. And that mm. was, yeah, brilliant. And they made that fourth one. And- oh, yeah. I see. I, I just completely forgot there was a fourth one. I actually Crystal forgot Skull. there was a fourth one. That was The, the first half of that was Terrible. really good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And then those... Bloody aliens. Well, when he starts swinging with the monkeys, it's a bit, oh, what's going on? And then the aliens. And all of a sudden, the spaceships are on here. What the? So bad. It's going on. Awful. Awful movie. Presidio? Um, Yeah, the Presidio. I haven't seen that, but apparently Uh, it's good. good. No, it is really good. That's a really good film. Yeah, with Mark Harmon. Um, Yeah, yeah, it looks good. Um, Hunt for Red October. Well, the Presidio is sort of in that same category, I reckon, as Hunt for Red October. Yeah, 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 I thought so. Hunt for Red October is really good. I enjoyed that. I don't know if I've watched all of it. I love the Jack Ryan films, but that's the only one I haven't watched. Um, oh, you've got you to watch it. Yeah, I know. I think it's long. I think that's why I never... We've I got don't it, know. We? Yeah, I've got it. Yeah. I've got it on DVD and Blu-ray, but I never watched it. I think it's a long one, so I just never watched it. I don't mm. know. No, you um, watch it. Alec good. Baldwin's Jack Ryan in that one. Mm. Uh, he did, yeah, he's good. He did Rising Sun with Wesley Snipes, which was one of those movies that's just so trash yeah. that it's really good Yeah, enjoyable. Yep. Um, same with um, – I didn't write it down here for some reason, but um, that one I watched a few weeks ago, um, Entrapment. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Just tr- trash but yeah, fun. Yeah. Um, Just Cause he did with Lawrence Fishburne. I watched that one recently as well. That's really good. I love yeah. that. Like a courtroom drama, sort of political thriller kind of thing. I love that kind of stuff. First Night I watched recently as well. He's King Arthur in that. Mm-hmm. Uh, Richard Gere yeah. has Lancelot. Good movie. Yep. He's not. A, I don't think he's in it much, though. No, he no. He you're thinking Robin Hood, uh, Prince of Thieves, which is the Kevin Costner one. He's oh, in it at the right. end yeah, for about right thirty at the seconds. Very end. Yeah, yeah, that's right. But yep. first night, he's in. He's in it yep. like most of the way. 
um, as King Arthur. Oh, he's in The Rock. Michael Bay film. One of the films Michael Bay did for Disney and Touchstone yep. um, with Nick Cage, Ed that's Harris. The only, that's the only problem with that film. Michael Bay. Nick Cage. Oh, Nick Cage. <laughs> oh, it's all right. It's one no, of it's, Nick, it's not a bad film. Yeah. It's um, it's good fun. Good fun, just explosive action, stupid eight. Michael Bay film, we expect. Yeah, exactly. Um, Finding Forrester was really good too. Yeah, I enjoyed that. Really brilliant movie. It's a really good film. So that was his last like really good one. Um, and then, of course, Leave Extraordinary Gentleman was just Whoa. terrible. Terrible. And that, yeah, made him reti- – pushed him into retirement. Um, and then, yeah, spent – like 17 years doing voice work. Mm. And even then, it's only like three or four pro- projects, a documentary, a video game, and a couple of um, just random little animated things that apparently weren't very good, but mm. keep topping up a little bit of money. Of course, there's a shitload more than that. Oh, yeah, of course. Know. They're just sort of just ones that the I Avengers, pulled out and like. Dragonheart. Well, not the good Avengers. No, 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 no. <laughs> the old uh, one back in 98. That British, the re, the TV, the movie version of the British TV series. The mm. Avengers, yeah. Um, Medicine Man? What was Medicine Man? Oh, I don't know. I don't even know that one. I don't know. Never heard of it. He's done a lot of shit that I've never heard of. That's why I didn't write them down in the document. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, <fair laughs> That's enough. why I didn't bother. Yeah, it's fair enough. Um, but then there's other ones like Wind in the Lion, A Bridge Too Far, First Great Train Robbery, Anderson Tapes. He did a version of Macbeth, Name of the Rose, 1974 version of Murder on the Orient Express. These are all like classics. I haven't seen them. But Orient just, Express like, all, is good. Yeah. I remember watching that. I have it. I have to watch it. I've not heard of The Wind in the Lion, though. Yeah, apparently really good. Bridge Too Far I've seen. Great Train Robbery I've Mm. seen. Yeah. Macbeth, I don't know. Yeah. If I've seen it or not. I think it was a TV TV version he did before, like even that Disney one. Mm. Um, But, yeah, so he's done a lot of good stuff and he's passed away and... um, Very sad. Very sad. Very sad. He's a great actor. Brilliant. 90, 90 years of age. Oh, he had a really good he had run. A really good innings very good and run. A great career. Yeah. Great career. Um, so let's have a look. At, there's a little bit of news sort of coming this week. Um, something interesting. Variety released um, a chart of the top 30 most streamed films this year. Um, don't look. Don't look yet. It is. I've got it there for you, but don't look. I mean, what do you think was like the number one... Most streamed oh, film of the probably year. Probably Borat or... Close. Something like that. Oh, Borat came in at number two. Oh, that's not a bad guess. Yeah. <laughs> number one was Hamilton. Oh, really? Yeah, the filmed, that film... The film stage Stage thing. version of Hamilton, yeah. That's bizarre. Yeah. There was a lot of Hamil, Hamil fans, as they call them out there. Oh. I thought it was brilliant. I watched it twice. Oh, there you go. You're, I loved it. You're the reason. Oh, yeah. Oh, there's people that will be people just watching it over and over again. Really? People can't get to the theatre and obviously you know, everything that's going on, just fan. Like this is the only time obviously they've released a filmed version of the of the show. The stage show. And it was a filming of the original Broadway cast. So it's the original. They've released soundtracks before, but only the cast, uh, like the version they record in a like a studio. So this is the first time like actual – Audio and visual and everything from the actual stage show has been released, so it was huge. I just enormous. find that's a bizarre, bizarre film. Yeah, I thought it, was, one, it surprised me streamed. as well. It surprised me too, but I think once you break it down, it's almost like, yeah, that's something that I guess you have on in the background as well. If you're just cooking dinner or you're, yeah, you know, maybe. vacuuming or whatever, you can just have it in the back. Yeah, but it's crazy. Hamilton, the movie. Um, wow. I, well, I watched it. I watched it once when I was because I, I did the review for it. 
And I, lo- I loved it. I thought it was great. And then I just had it on one afternoon while I was working. It's so good. I'd love to see it on the stage. Mm. It's really good. The music is fantastic. I've only seen bits and pieces. Yeah. Of it. I haven't seen the whole thing. Yeah, but no, there was yeah. So that's Hamilton's at number one. I should make the effort to watch it. Yeah, oh, it's, I'll watch it again. It's so good. That's that's why it's number one because it's oh, it's yeah. just yeah. Um, but like the top thirty, you've got um, bored at two, yeah, bored at two. Um, My Spy was at number three. That was that film with um Dave Batista. Oh, the yeah, young yeah. girl. Yep. I can't. I forget the young girl's name, but it's just like a spy, like family spy film. Yep. Apparently it's okay, but that makes sense for like a family, family film to film, be up yeah. there. Extraction at number four, yeah, that's that um, yeah. Chris Hemsworth one that was on Netflix. Yeah. Phineas, Phineas and Ferb, well, the movie. Quite, right. Yeah, it's enjoyable enough. Action film, so it makes sense. Phineas and Ferb, the movie, animated thing. I enjoyed it. I would, I'd never watch Phineas and Ferb, um, the TV show, but I watched the film and thought it was quite quite mm. good. I don't think I've – I didn't see no, it. you much, didn't no. see it. Uh, Mulan is at number six. Mm, that, doesn't, so that doesn't surprise me. Doesn't surprise me. But I it thought it would sh- be a little bit higher. but It shows me that um, people did turn out for it. Yeah. After all. But is that – is it part of your subscription now? It's not an extra – No, not yet. Not until December. Oh, okay. So yeah. people did so people people pay for it. paid for it. And it's number six. And it's got a little star next to it. I'm, I'm assuming that means pay-per-view or no, I don't know. Because none of the others have a star next to it. I'm assuming that's what that is. Um, Old Guard, which was the Charlize Theron action flicks at number seven. Mm-hmm. Trial of the Chicago 7 at number eight. That was a great film. Um, Roll Dahl's The Witches. That's only come out two weeks ago or a couple of weeks ago. And that's at number nine. That's at number Jesus. nine on HBO Max. And number well, Chicago t- 7 was only oh, it was only a couple of weeks ago two, as well. Three, yeah, yeah. three weeks ago. Uh, the Lovebirds at number ten. Which, um, it's got um, – I can't remember who was in that. It was a um, um, – It's uh, I think Kumail Nanjiani was in that one. Um, and it was, a Netflix, it was a Paramount film and it was supposed to go to cinemas, but this is one of the first kind of ones that they um, – that was that they sold off to a streamer at the beginning of the pandemic. Uh, yeah, so Kumail Nanjiani was in that and uh, Issa Rae. As uh-huh. well, apparently it's it's like a just a romantic comedy film. It's supposed to be quite good. Um, so yeah, so that's up there. That makes sense. Um, and one that's interesting is Eleven, Rebecca, Netflix film, um, which is only again a couple of weeks old. Uh, I really wanted to see it, but everyone's saying it's not very good. So, um, so yeah, it's got Lily James in it, who I love, Army Hammer, and Army Hammer, who's great too. So I do want to watch that, and it's a remake of a Hitchcock film. Well. Hitchcock did a version of it. It's based on a novel. It looks pretty, okay. Pretty average sort of rating. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, so there's there's a list of, like, the top 30, and you've got heaps of stuff, like Stargirl, Greyhound, um, Palm Springs, One and Only Ivan, Clouds. Black um, is King, what's that one? That was that Beyonce, oh, like, yeah, no, like oh. um, it was like that, uh, like music yep. clip kind of yep. thing. It was just not, not my, not my kind of thing. I'm not a big fan of Beyonce's music. Um, I was like the Lion, trying to tell the Lion King through music, and anyway, yeah. Um, so yeah, but we've got eleven Netflix films on the list. They take out the top eleven. Uh, Disney Plus is second with eight films on the list. Uh, Amazon Prime had four. HBO Max and Hulu. Um, had uh, four as well. Oh, no, I think they had two. And then Apple TV only had one, which was Greyhound. But to be fair, they've only put out a couple of films. Mm. Um, so, yeah, 
Greyhound to at number 24, down to the bottom. Yeah. Uh, but it was a good film. Uh, so, yeah, so that's quite interesting to see, actually, kind of see what movies are performing well. Obviously, Netflix takes the top. Um, but, yeah, yeah, it's just quite mm. interesting to have a look at. Um, yeah, a couple of surprises in that. Yeah. Particularly number one, that's... Yeah, Hamilton. Yeah. Crazy. But Borat, well, that's funny. Borat's been out like two weeks and that's at number two. Yeah. And people paid to get Amazon to watch Borat. Of course they did. God. Bloody Borat, brilliant. Um, of course, I dressed as Borat last week. <laughs> we won't go this, there again. This week, Borat. <laughs> this week. Um, Disney has delayed a couple of films again. Um, the, a couple of Fox type, well, films they've inherited from Fox, what was Fox at the time, now 20th Century Pictures. Um, Free Guy, which is the one with Ryan Reynolds, where it's like a video game sort of thing. Um, he like steps into like a video game kind of world. I don't know. Um, but it looks quite good. And Death on the Nile, which is the sequel follow-up to Murder on the Orient Express. Mm. Um, they've both been dropped from the schedule indefinitely. So they haven't even been given a new release date. So it's kind of raised questions, right, what's happening? Wow. Mm. Are they still in production? Well, they're done. They're finished. They oh, okay. should have been out already months ago. Might just sit on the shelf for a couple of years. Yeah. Um, so people are saying... Is it going to go to Disney Plus? Well, it probably won't go to Disney Plus because they're like more adult things. Um, so does it go to Hulu? Will it be? Will they be star exclusives when Disney Plus opens that? Well, it's supposed to be that add-on to Disney Plus, which is star with the more adult features. Yeah. Is it going to go there? Or will they open it in cinemas? They're just not going to give it a release date just yet. And so it opens mm. all these questions. The interesting thing was, of course, this follows um, Pixar's Soul which went to streaming well, a few months, well, a few weeks ago they announced that Soul was going direct to streaming on Christmas Day. Um, and people were saying then, all right, so why does Soul have to be relegated to Disney Plus when you're releasing Free Guy and Death on the, and, um, Death on the Nile? You're going, mm. oh, well, how, can you, how can you put movies? You know, the big thing was, oh, we can't open Soul because it's too unsafe to go to the movies and stuff. All right, then why are you opening Free Guy and Death on the Nile? Well, they're not now. Um, so, but no one will watch them anyway. No, exactly. <laughs> uh, but the thing is, Fox and Disney, or 20th Century Pictures and Disney, are still very separate divisions, especially overseas. Mm. Here, they're more of a, um, they're more one of the same. They have separate teams, but it's still part of that same sort of thing. You get a bit of crossover. Whereas overseas, I have to deal with two like very very different teams. They're still just very complete, especially with home media. If I want to like request a um, a Blu-ray of X Men or something from the Fox side, 20th Century side, I have to talk to the 20th Century guy. Um, so the so if I go to my contact at Disney, she will say, "I'm sorry, I can't help you. You have to speak to the guy over yeah. at Fox." Whereas here. It's kind of like it's they, the it's, yeah, a bit of the same thing. But overseas, very much separated things. So obviously business decisions are being made by different people. Disney have made their decision about Seoul and then 20th Century Pictures have made their decision about mm. um, Free Guy and Death on the Nile. So what happens with those two films, we don't know. Um, Blake, um, one of our patron supporters, a very long-time supporter, submitted a question actually. I thought I'd bring it up here instead of readdressing it later. And he said, with this announcement, um, do you think we should be worried for future Fox releases out of Disney? They've actually got quite a few titles on there that they inherited from Fox. They're just slowly, slowly, slowly putting them out. Well, yeah, they'll be a slow burn by the sound of it. Yeah. As far as I'm aware, 
I'm trying to think. Uh, as far as I'm aware, they don't. I'm not sure if they have any in active production. Other than these movies that are probably releasing over the next year, I believe they're probably in some sort of. I think some of them are probably like in pre in post production or whatever. But I don't know if there's any of them in actual active production. So Maybe it opens, they'll eventually burn off the fox. Oh, that's the worry. Studio. But see, the the thing is that you would you would hope that they would use 20th century the way they used to use Touchstone, as that make more adult features like Free Guy, like Death on the Nile, um, and use that but, fox banner to do that. But it doesn't sort of go with the, with Walt Disney's philosophy, that's doesn't it? Why Put they, your name on the door. Well, that's why Bob Iger shut down Touchstone Pictures in the first mm. place because it wasn't um, – that's not where their money is. Their money sounds is sounds like they might go the same way. They maybe burn off, burn off, um, you know, uh, production houses yeah. and stuff that that aren't original mm. Disney or change their name and or, or incorporate them in in other Disney. Well, yeah. Well, Ma- you got Marvel, you got Pixar, you got Star Wars. They're so very much ingrained in Disney now. Yeah. That's but right. then you've got like 20th Century Pictures. That it's almost like they've bought it. They've released the last batch of films, and then. Who knows what's going to happen next? Put it to bed and start bringing everything out under Disney. That's kind of sad because then you've got, obviously because Fox was such a huge, one of the big like four or five studios. Oh, exactly right. And then there's going to just be this big gap now where there's no, like that kind of, it's going to limit the kind of movies you're going to get at cinemas now. It's a worry. I think you probably still get the same sort of film, but it's just going to be under a different banner. Yeah, and more watered down probably though. That's your only worry if they're going to put out Disney. Although I think they're, pro- I, I think they're probably more um, t- taking more risks these days, Disney. So I don't know. It's going to be interesting to keep tabs on that. But yeah, that's a, that was a shock that that was just dropped indefinitely and not like, oh yeah, we'll do it next year. It's just gone, just gone from the list. Mm. <laughs> Crazy. Cool. Um, there's rumors floating around that Wonder Woman 1984 is being delayed again. Until June next year. What's that about the fourth, third yeah. or fourth time? It was originally supposed to be June this year, then it went to August, then it went to October, and then it went to Christmas Day, and now it's going to June. They are adamant to get this movie out in cinemas. Mm. There's been so many rumours, oh, it's going straight to digital, they'll drop it on HBO Max, but no, they're adamant we want this in cinemas. cinemas. It's costing yeah. a few dollars, that's why. Yeah, I oh, want yeah, their money exactly. back. Um, they've been adamant from the beginning. Patty Jenkins, who's the director of the film, has come out multiple times, been like, "No, this is a cinematic experience. We're releasing it in cinemas, and we're we're, we're it's definitely happening." Mm. And I think because of the what was essentially a flop with Tenet, Christopher Nolan's Tenet, they've gone, "Yeah, let's yeah. not do that again." Yeah, but nope. yeah, but it's but it's probably a film that needs to be at the cinema. Oh, for sure. You know, like all those big for sure blockbuster as they're yeah. called films. Yeah. Superhero films mm-hmm. and all that sort of things. They need to be seen at the cinema. Yeah. Same to really Black. appreciate yeah. everything that about the scale them. of it. Yeah. Crazy. Exactly right. It's not something I want to watch. So imagine on. Tenet. I re- imagine Tenet. I don't know. I don't really know a lot about it, mm. but I imagine that would be one. I think people. It would, would be easy enough to watch at home. Yeah. I think people who watch it at cinemas don't really know much about it either <laughs> by the sounds of it. But yeah, I think that's like, I don't know. Yeah. Obviously, big scale film, IMAX, all that stuff. It would be great to see the spectacle, but you know, at the end of the day, I would rather go and see Wonder Woman in cinemas and Tenet. Yeah, really. exactly right. Um, speaking of Tenet, though, it's heading for a physical release. They announced like just yesterday. Oh, really? Yeah, it's coming to a Blu-ray, 4K, DVD um, in December. 
Oh. Yeah. Um, no word on the UK. There's a US release and Australian release coming out. It's 15th in the USA, 16th in Australia. Um, oh, no, there is, there's word that it's coming out on the 14th in the UK, but it's not official. Mm. Um, but anywhere else I haven't heard anything about yet. Um, so, yeah, I was essentially just following that trend. I was in cinemas three or four months ago. Let's drop it on physical. Uh, so, yeah. really, a lot of people, the best chance they're going to get to see Tenet is at home. At home. I wonder, it, I still think it might get a release here. Well, it's been released here, just not in Melbourne. Oh, uh, yeah, well, that's what I mean. Yeah. There's going to be, know. I reckon there'll be a few films Has to be. in Melbourne that Has they'll to be. show. Has to be. I would think. Yeah. I'd be disappointed. I, I, I don't Maybe know. Maybe that'll be part of the next reduction of restrictions. Cinemas. Yeah, well, they still haven't. Spoke. We spoke about that last week, didn't we? Yeah. There's no word yet on what's happening. Maybe Sunday we'll hear something. Hopefully Sunday we'll hear. Um, but yeah, so, so yeah, but I reckon you'll see you'll see may may see a short limited release of it. Hopefully, cinemas at here. least at the IMAX. Because once nice. the, once the cinemas open, they they're going to have to have something to show. Yeah. They can't show old shit. But it's just it, that will depend on the on the distributor and whether the distributor gives them the right to do it. Yeah, good point. So it's all in their hands, and if they've already put it on physical, they might go. Eh. I I think I think they they'd have to they'd have to they'll make a bit more money. Mm. They'd have to do it. Same with Mulan. Um, which, by the way, is also coming to physical media this week. This week? This week, really? Yeah. When was that announced, you know? It wasn't announced. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> sneaky, sneaky. Yeah, it's just sort of happening. It's been word. I've kind of known for a few weeks it was going to happen. I reached out to a contact at Disney last week. It was just sort of like, oh, will there be any, like, um, um, press copies of Mulan available? I understand it's coming out soon. Yeah, there'll be there'll be copies available of that. Okay, so that's coming out, <laughs> uh, but it wasn't like an exact like like confirmation of a date or anything. Um, but it's coming out next week, but because pre order links have started dropping. Oh, really? Um, yeah, it's gonna it's gonna be open. It's gonna be available to buy um, in store November tenth in the US, Australia November eleventh. They're the only two release dates that have been announced. Um, pre-orders for Australia went up this morning. No fan for anything. Just kind of just dropped on JB, Amazon, Easy DVD, Sanity. Sanity is saying they have Sanity. S- yeah, they're still around. Are they? Yeah, international, um, international, interstate. They they've got stores open still. Oh interstate. God, didn't know that. They're quite big interstate still. Um, Easy DVD is online only now, but Sanity apparently have stock and it's available now. Um. So yeah. So that's interesting. But U- US has been a little bit different. A couple of places have had um, pre-orders go up and then they come down straight away and then they go back up and they come down again and then there's one or two like small retailers that have them up for order. Uh, but essentially it's it's coming out next week. It's happening. Um, but Disney have made no fanfare over it, no press release. Now Disney, um, usually if they do like a reissue, if they say, for example, bring out Toy Story on 4K, they don't do a press release because it's a reissue. But for a big like blockbuster event film, there's always a press release that breaks down yeah. special features. And you can get a press release at the time around. No, nothing. It's quiet. It's just dead si- like silence. Now, granted, um, I don't want to speak out of turn, but I know um, some of the Disney um, uh, home media team um, have been a little bit out of action during the pandemic. I've said it in the past, it's kind of hard to get in touch with some people, but they've been out of action a little bit. So maybe 
Maybe they just didn't have time to put a press release out, but I kind of feel it's almost like they don't want to make a big deal out of it because they they don't want to detract from the fact that it's still on Disney+. Plus. Uh, yeah. Or they don't want to piss people off by making a big deal, get Mulan on Blu-ray when... Two months ago, Two, yeah, it was yeah. get Mulan exclusively yeah, on Disney yeah. Plus for thirty bucks. Pay your thirty bucks, yeah. yeah. And now, two months later, it's on Blu-ray and four K yeah. and DVD. That's probably right. Um, yeah, it's just kind of in this this way they're doing it. No pre-orders, no press release. It's just almost materialized. It's just it's just going to be on shelves. It's just going to be available. Bang. Mm. So it's a bit of a sneaky way of doing it. I don't know. I'm not um, 100% on board with the way that's been done. But again, there could be things going on in the background that have uh, well, you don't, you don't limited know. the movements on how they've yeah. had to – maybe they've just like gone, fuck, what do we do? We're supposed to put it in cinemas. They've probably – when they when when movies are in cinemas, the Blu-rays and stuff are already done. They're authoring the Blu-rays. They're making special features that, you know – they're getting all that done while the film's still in cinemas. Three months later, they're ready to go out on shelves. So there's been probably, I imagine there's probably just been boxes of yeah, Mulan yeah, discs probably. just floating around at some distribution factory in the US. Already put together six months ago. Yeah, and it's like, all right, let's just finally get them out there. Yeah, I've been saying it the whole time. There's, I'm, I'm saying I can guarantee you there is boxes of this film just waiting to go on shelves. Sitting somewhere. And then they're just going to drop them, and it's, it's what's happened right now. Um, so... The interesting thing was New Mutants uh, came out with a press release, but again, that's 20th Century Pictures, so they have a separate team, and then that team handles things a bit differently. But then I do think that Mulan, it is a bit strange that, again, it was on Disney Plus exclusively, and then it went to streaming with no fanfare, if you remember, a few weeks back, and then now it's going to be on home media just all of a sudden. So it's a little bit strange. Well, they're going to make their money back on it. it exactly right. And I'm mm. happy it's coming to home media. This has been the question. Everyone's been saying it's going to come on Blu-ray. I want to buy a physical copy. I've been saying just just calm it. It's coming. Yeah. I can guarantee you it'll be out. And this gives me a little bit more um, assurance that Soul will probably get a, a, um, physical, release. a physical release yeah, as sure. well. It'll have to. I imagine that's, that's going to be a, it's going to be the same issue. Because, oh, you know, uh, yeah. They're not going to make their money back in no, cinemas. Exactly. So they're to and they're not charging you for it on Disney Plus. It's going up for free. Mm. Um, so I guarantee again, well, that was supposed to be out months ago too. Yeah. There's probably boxes somewhere out yeah, there yeah, with a bunch of, of soul on Blu-ray and 4K just sitting waiting to come out. Um, so I'm pretty sure it's probably going to happen. Um, probably just before Christmas. Probably, yeah. Well, <laughs> no, it won't because it's Christmas Day the film comes out. So oh, a yeah, couple of point. months after that. Yeah. yeah. New Year's special. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> oh, a week that would annoy people. Well, it wouldn't oh, annoy people God. so much because they don't have to pay the extra for Soul. Yeah, I think the true. thing with Mulan was I just paid 30 bucks and it's locked into Disney Plus and now I could have bought the Blu-ray. The way that it was all rolled out, I mean, again, whether Disney did it, but like... But they were just testing the market too. Yeah, and then they've that, gone, oh, shit, and it didn't and work knew, out that knew well. They didn't, knew they made a bit of a mistake doing it the way they yeah, did it. And exactly. Thought, let's do a different way with Soul. Yeah. Excuse me, with Soul. Yeah. And see if it works any better. Exactly. Um, now, there is something funny that's coming to Disney+. Plus. Uh, it's called the Lego Star Wars Holiday oh, Special. Oh, God, here we go. Another bloody Lego film. Yeah. Um, it's a bit of a riff on the uh, – they did a – I just put my water everywhere here. They did a Star Wars Holiday Special in 1978, the year after the original Star Wars film opened. Awful. 
Yeah, Only played it once, that. and George Lucas has been trying to bury it ever since. Um, it was terrible. It was like a musical. There were songs. It was just a really terrible story, and it was like um, it was like all about the environment, and the Wookiees were celebrating Life Day, and it was just so non-Star Wars. And they tried to bury it, but the interesting thing is they're kind of acknowledging it a bit now, almost like a bit of a tongue-in-cheek thing. Um, they've put out a Disney Plus have put well, out a, a trailer. They've got a following those Lego films now, haven't they? Well, the Lego films do, yeah. And let's take a look. Let's going to take a very quick look at the trailer for the Lego Star Wars Holiday Special coming to Disney Plus a couple of weeks' time. Twas the night before Life Day in a galaxy far, far away. Looking good. Tree, food, decorations. Coming together, heroes were to celebrate the day. Please be a cape. Please be a cape. It's a wrap! For Ray, adventure called, and she thought it would be fast. Wow. But there she found a key to the galaxy's past. Sorry, sorry. Oh, oh. Master Luke, what are you doing? My son. I mean, my. These binary sons. Solos? You want to shoot first? After you. There you go. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> Looks like a bit of fun, doesn't <laughs> it? Like, I'm going to watch that. Yeah, yeah, that we'll is, watch that. That is a bit of fun. So it's. I, a, love, the, I love that little line. Um, uh, let it be. Please be Kate. Please be Kate. Please be Kate. <laughs> he pulls yeah. out. He pulls out. He goes. Oh, it's a wrap. <laughs> yeah, but it looks fun. Looks fun. Um, I really? think it's probably going to be like a twenty-minute thing, maybe half-hour thing. Um, and there's obviously Lucasfilm is now game enough to just kind of take the piss out of this like forty-plus-year-old holiday yeah. special. Now George Lucas has been trying to bury it for years. I don't know. Maybe maybe is this the time where they finally go? Okay, let's let's release that old holiday special. Um, drop it on Disney Plus, or you will know, see how this goes. Hopefully. It's just taking the piss out of it. Um, but the original, the thing with the original holiday special is it was supposed to be like really serious, um, but it was just so shit. Yeah. Um, which is why again George Lucas has been trying to bury it. But that looks fun. That looks like a hell of a lot it of fun. It looks like a lot of fun. I really want to see that. Yeah, yeah. Do I have to go back and watch some of the other Lego films now? Are uh, they, have well, you, there's a few have you watched any of them? Um, we've watched the Lego movie. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. But we, I don't think we watched the second one. I haven't seen the Batman one. We have them. Um, and then there's, I think there's a lot of television ones as well, like this. Uh, so there's a lot well, of, there's a lot other, of secrets. If the other other's done in that sort of yeah. tone, it'll be great. Yeah. Be great. I played some of the games. I played the Star Wars Lego game, which was, which was quite fun. Um, I actually went out on Twitter and I asked people what they were thinking about this because I thought, oh, this is an, this is an interesting thing um, to see um, to see what people are thinking out there because you know what Star Wars fans are like. There's people either going to love it or people going to hate it, right? Um, most people are saying it's going to be quite good. Um, Angelo says Disney Star Wars is finally making fun of itself, which is objectively a good thing. Yep. Jane Swaldo says, time for John Tron show to revive Starcade. We found a Star Wars holiday special that may be worse than the old one. Mm. Um, Josh says, honestly, it looks like a lot of fun, a perfect special to watch during the holidays and a nice breather from the stress of 2020. Yeah. IMAX Studios, this is going to be so good. I love Lego Star Wars combined with the st- Christmas special is equals epic. Ray says, from an animation standpoint, I've never liked the Lego movies. I don't know if it's how their movement is restricted or what. The actual animation techniques are amazing and the story and jokes are on point but never found the movements appealing. Uh, Tyler Rogers says, I like the idea. Having it be a Lego special would make a lot of sense for where they are going with this and I think the humour found in the previous Lego Star Wars specials and games would work for a holiday special 
which doesn't take itself so seriously. Ben Stokes says big shoes to fill. <laughs> uh, ben Stokes, awesome guy. He's the guy that does the podcast with the floating heads. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, no, um, yeah I like that. Um, and Pulp Serial says they're literally doing this to try and erase the other one from history. This one will come up first in search results from now on. They've already made people forget about these those two Ewok movies. Mm. <laughs> I didn't even know they existed until two critics mentioned them. Yeah. So anyway, yeah, it looks like a yeah. bit of fun. That's coming yeah, out in a couple of weeks' lot, time. Lot of uh, Billy D. Williams is reprising Lando in this. Uh, we've got Matt Lanter and James Arnold Taylor and Tom Kane from Clone Wars as Anakin, Obi-Wan and Yoda, respectively. Anthony Daniels is back as C-3PO, never lets anyone else <laughs> um, voice C-3PO. And uh, the only returning member from the prequel trilogy is Kelly Marie Tran, who um, is reprising Rose Tico. I think she's a champ for returning because she was bullied, essentially, off social media by Star Wars fans. um, And has just... But she's uh, she's awesome for coming back. Um, And obviously, Daisy Ridley... John Boyega, um, Oscar Isaac are nowhere to be seen. They're all done with it. Wash their hands. Surprised me that Daisy Ridley didn't come back because she has done a voice. She's voiced Rain, Lego, video games and, and other animated things. Um, but no. Are they too good for it, are they? Maybe, she, maybe she's just charging too much now because she's um. a big name. Who knows? Um, but as far as the other two, they've definitely wiped their hands with Star Wars. I wouldn't expect to see them back. If, um, it, was, if it was my character, I wouldn't let anybody else play No, it. I'd be doing it. For sure, even if it's a reduced rate or, you know, whatever. But, you know, you never know. They just want to move on, I suppose. Or they were charging too much. Who One knows? Or the other. Um, a couple of random movie announcements here. We'll try and we're going. Whip through them. We'll try and whip through them because we're going quite far over time today. Uh, we've got a Wedding Crashers sequel apparently coming up. Oh, I hope it's as good as the first one. Well, Vince Vaughn has been advertising his latest film. It's called Freaky. It's like a slasher horror comedy film from Blumhouse. Um, and he was um, advertising this. He spoke to Entertainment Tonight and said, Owen and I, of, of course, Owen Wilson. Uh, wow. Wow. Uh, <laughs> Owen, Owen and I and the director of Crashes, um, David Dobkin, have been talking for uh, the first time seriously about a sequel to the movie. Uh, so awesome. there's been an idea that is pretty good. So we're talking about that in early stages. Do we awesome. want one? Oh, yeah. I think we want one. Yeah, uh, the first one came out in 2005, 15 years ago. Uh, that that was, long ago. Yeah, it's one of the first teen films I remember seeing at the cinemas. My goodness. And I have a feeling because it was rated M15, mum would have had to come and take – I saw it with my friend Lockie and I'm sure mum would have had to come with us to buy the ticket because it was an M-rated film. You had to have a parent buy the ticket for you. 15 plus. They didn't have to be in the cinema with you, but they, they had, had to, to buy, buy the, the ticket. ticket. But if it was MA15+, plus, you, you had to have the adult yeah. – um, we tr- me and Lockie tried to get into Miami Vice. Miami <laughs> Vice. Mum was there. Went to buy the ticket for a second. They're like, "No, sorry, we can't. We can't do it. Can't let you go and see it." So we end up seeing Snakes on a Plane instead, <laughs> oh, <that laughs> which was, was just, just trash. Um, so yeah, so that'll be interesting to see if that eventuates and well, how it so. eventuates. I hope so too. It'll be a lot of fun. Some good stuff together. Yeah. Um, there's one coming out, or there's one that's just been announced called Molly and the Moon. Mm. It's got Kristen Bell and Jonathan Groff, both from Frozen. Um, they're set to star in the original live-action musical comedy Molly on the Moon from How I Met Your Mother creators Carter Bays and Craig Thomas. It's their feature film debut. Um, it's been described as a story inspired by Thomas's personal crisis concerning the birth of his son, Elliot, who was born with a rare genetic condition that resulted in him getting severe, uh, severe uh, sorry, several heart defects and open-heart surgery at only two weeks old. Mm. So it's apparently like a drama, but it's going to have like comedic elements in it. 
Um, it's a musical. It's a musical. Oh, why? <laughs> why? You no, know, you know, no, you don't like musicals. musicals yeah. Well, Bay says they wanted to make it feel like classic live-action fantasy movies of our childhood, like Labyrinth and the Dark Crystal. They can do that without bloody crappy Making music. A musical. Making a musical? Yeah. It's going to be very Disney, really, isn't it? Oh, it's not one I'm going to look forward to. No. I'll tell you right now. No. I'll watch it. I can de- I can de- I'm not a huge musical fan, but I can deal with it. Oh. <laughs> I don't, it doesn't say whether it's I, oh it says live action so it's a live action thing uh, but we have a an animated thing that's been announced. I can't say I've never watched musicals. Like yeah, there's a couple. You of just I don't like them. Across the universe was great. Oh yeah, you love that one. But that was only because Beatles. Beatles music. <laughs> yeah, uh, there's been. I'm a, yeah, yeah, Beatles music again. Um, the Amazing Maurice is an animated movie that's coming out um, or is. Has been announced. This sounds okay. Uh, it's got Hugh Laurie and Amelia Clark uh, set to star in that one. It's also going to star David Thewlis, Himesh Patel, Gemma Arterton, Hugh Bonneville. That's mm. produced by a bunch of just different animated houses um, around the UK and and uh, Greater Europe. That's produced by Sky. A variety says it's an adaptation of best-selling author. Um, the late Terry Pratchett's 2001 book, The Amazing Maurice and His Educated Rodents, which is part of his iconic Discworld series. The book is a take on the popular folktale about the Pied Piper of Hamelin. Uh, it follows a streetwise ginger cat who has the perfect money-making scam. He finds a kid who plays a pipe and also befriends his very own horde of talking rats when they reach the stricken town of Bad Blints. Their con game goes awry. Sounds like a bit of fun. Like a, yeah, exactly. Animated right. thing, so Doesn't I guess... If that's being produced by Sky, will that go to streaming? Maybe, probably, not too More sure. More than likely. Yeah. Um, there's one called Gold being shot in Australia at the moment uh, with Zac Efron. Zac Efron's recently been spotted around Byron Bay. Well, he, he was reportedly bought a house in Byron no, Bay. That was, no, no, Zac Efron as well. As well, really? Because yeah. oh, he's, go. he's good friends with um, uh, Chris Hemsworth. Oh yeah. From what I I read, I read an article probably only last week, mm-hmm. where or probably a couple of weeks ago actually, mm-hmm. uh, where it said that he, uh, it, it was rumored that he'd just bought a property in mm-hmm. in Byron Bay, because he he's good mates with Hemsworth okay. and spent a lot of time sleeping on his couch. Oh really? <laughs> so oh. he decided to buy buy a house there. Well, his girlfriend's Australian. Um, and that he's been spotted down here, and everyone's like, "Why?" But yeah, he's, he's doing I might be speaking here. shit, but that's you what could I read. be maybe. But that's there you read. go. Um, but yeah, Channel Nine. It's it's going to go straight to Stan streaming service here in Australia. Channel Nine, who owns Stan, says it's set against the backdrop of the Australian outback. It's a thriller about greed and the lengths people will go to secure themselves a fortune. When two drifters travelling through the outback stumble across the biggest gold nugget ever found, the dream of immense wealth takes hold. Things get tense from there. Mm. So it'd be interesting to see. Yeah. Stan original film. Like gold. Uh, uh, gold. Gold. I like I gold like, too. I like gold. Zach <laughs> um, Efron. Yeah, he's good fun. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I was going to say uh, Matt Damon apparently bought a house in yeah. Byron Bay as well. $22 million. $22 million. Christ. My God. Apparently got a heated infinity pool, tall ceilings, open spaces to host large gatherings. That's one of the area's most prestigious homes, they're saying. I was only reading that yesterday, actually. Yeah, so there you go. Matt Damon's going to oh, hunt it down. Bay. Yeah, crazy. Mm. Um, so, yeah, so there's a few There's a few coming down to, uh, to Byron Bay to buy. Yeah, yeah. Byron awesome. Bay, for those who don't know, Australians, Byron Bay was yeah, a... Byron. Uh, well, internationals wouldn't. Brits wouldn't. Byron Bay, well, I suppose not. Um, was a real hippie. Mm. It was a real hippie town. 
In fact, a good friend of good friend of mine, uh, her parents actually owned a place up there mm. until their passing a few years ago, a few years yeah. back. Um, but yeah, it was a hippie. It was a hippie commune, basically. Mm. Yeah, beautiful, go. beautiful part of the yeah. world. Well, that's why they're buying Absolutely there. Absolutely beautiful. Uh, we got great pa- surf, all that. We got Palm Springs. We've got to move on because we're yep. uh, cut, we're cutting real fine. <laughs> um, Palm Springs. This is a film, a critically lauded film. Audiences love it. Uh, stars Andy Samberg and Kristen Malotti. Uh, it's directed by Max Barbacow. Um, it's um, Deadline says uh, Melody plays a lost and occasionally self-destructive bridesmaid to a younger sister getting hitched in the desert. A moving wedding toast from a fellow guest, Sandberg, gets the pair talking and they seem to be a decent match until a metaphysical event occurs, leaving the two with ample time to ponder the meaning of life and how it should be spent. This premiered at Sundance this January. Hulu snapped it up for $17,500,000.69. Which broke the previous record for the highest sale of a film from Sundance by sixty nine cents. It went to Hulu, uh, obviously in the US, and select drive ins in July. And everyone internationally been like, "How do we get to see this film? When do we get to see this film?" Um, it's because it's it's huge. Everyone's loving it. It netted apparently on Hulu netted more hours watched over its first three days than any other film in the platform's history. It's the twenty sixth most streamed film of the year that we're talking about in the Variety chart. critic score on Rotten Tomatoes, 89% audience on Rotten Tomatoes as well. Um, Everyone's been going, how do I get to see this film? It's finally coming. Amazon snapped it up for international release. Um, So there's going to be like a slow rollout. Australia is going to get it on November 20th on Amazon uh, Amazon Prime. Canada is getting it on December 18th. And UK and parts of greater Europe, including France and the Netherlands, are getting it sometime early 2021. Mm. They haven't announced a date, but yeah, so that's good. That's good. That sounds good, like Sandberg. Yeah, yeah, that looks, sounds fun. I didn't know too much about it, but I've heard a lot of people going on about it, uh, saying it's really good. And so yeah, looking forward to that. Well, it's got uh, good critic scores and stuff. Isn't it? Oh yeah, ninety four percent rotten tomatoes. Almost can't get better. Almost. Mm. Uh, but yeah, um, SpongeBob Sponge on the Run is another one. Very briefly, they've dropped internationally on Netflix. It's available everywhere except for the USA. Um, and and Canada, because Canada got it in cinemas, and the USA is going to get it on Paramount Plus early next year. So, well, is Paramount Plus running yet? Not yet. Yeah, that's why they so, yeah. <laughs> so they're leaving it for their own streaming service yeah. in the States. But Netflix grabbed it um, over here because they got to deal with uh, Nickelodeon. It'll probably be uh, released on opening of Paramount Plus. Well, yeah, probably. First day. I'd imagine so. But yeah, it's available right now. Anywhere, anywhere else in the world you are, mm. you can check it out. I'm thinking about watching it, maybe doing a review, but I just don't have the time at the moment. Yeah. I just gotta find I gotta find time. Yeah, so you're a bit we'll strapped see. at the moment, aren't you? Yeah, really am. Um let's get a few subscriber listener questions in today. Yeah. Um before we wrap up because we're going quite far over almost well, over time. Uh, <laughs> Josh, jo- Joshua Sablin. Mm-hmm. Is that how you pronounce it? Sablin? I would say so. Uh in your opinion, Dave, what what was the biggest Oscar snub of recent years? Oh. Um I think a Star is Born got totally snubbed. I love that film. It's one of my favourite films of the last couple of years. I think Lady Gaga should have got Best Actress. Uh, Olivia Colman won for The Favourite. She was very good in that. Cooper was great in that um, too. Cooper was great. I think he got snubbed. Bloody Rami Malek won for Bohemian Rhapsody oh, over shit. Bradley Cooper in A Star is Born. It should have won, I reckon, it should have won Best Picture. Well, well Bradley maybe Cooper, not. Bradley Cooper acted in that. Yeah. Rami Malek mimicked. 
Oh, yeah, exactly right. He just he did an impression. That's I think Bradley Cooper should have won an, a Best Director Award because the direction of that film was brilliant. It was up for Best Picture, which it didn't win. Maybe it shouldn't have won Best Picture, but Green Book won Best Picture that year, which was a big thing. It were like, there's so many good movies. That was up. a good film. That Roma, year. Black Klansman, Black Panther, Vice, um, uh, 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 Bohemian Rhapsody was up for Best Picture, and I think that should have won it. Um, but, yeah, um, I think Black Swan got snubbed of Best Picture as well in 2011 mm. um, over The King's Speech. Good yeah, movie, no, but bit, The yeah. King's Speech. Yeah, no, no. I, I looked King's over. King's Speech, that was Oscar bait. Oh, yeah. But I looked over a list of movies that that went up for Best Picture that year. The Fighter, Inception, Social Network, Toy Story 3, True Grit, Winter's Bone, Kids Are All Right, 127 Hours, and Black Swan, and The King's and Speech King's one. Speech won it. <laughs> Whoa, oh man, oh, so many good movies that year. Mm. That's almost like the best year for movies in in more recent times. Yeah, some Amazing. great films amongst that. Yeah. Okay, move on. Yep. Uh, Captain Cat One Hundred and One. Yep. Which animated movies are better, Disney to- Disney Toon Films, not including the year direct to video sequels, mm-hmm. uh, Image Movers Digital, yep. or the animated films by Lucas? Um, I actually haven't watched any of the animated Lucas films, unless you're counting like Clone Wars. So I probably wouldn't say that. Um, Image Movers Digital only did two films, which was um, uh, what's it called? Uh, Carol, a uh, Christmas Carol, the Jim Carrey one, yep. which I loved. We watch it every year, and then they did Mars Me, which is going up on Disney. Is it? I mean, it's going Disney up Disney Plus. Plus this month. Yeah? This month. Um, and then Mars Needs Mums, awful movie. Uh, that killed the studio. That killed Image Movers. Um, we were going to get like Roger Rabbit two. They're going to remake the Beatles Yellow Submarine. If that, if um, you know, if it didn't, Mars, Di- Mars Needs Mum didn't blow up. <laughs> um, so I would probably say Disney Tune because you got the Goofy movie, you got the Ducktales movie, yeah, the Winnie the Pooh things they did yeah. were quite good. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Loud Loud House fan ninety eight. Mm-hmm. Have you seen Hey Arnold? Oh, what do you mean? Have you seen Hello, Hey Arnold? Oh, I bloody God, grew, up grew up with that. I loved it. I loved and I it. Enjoyed it too. Yeah, I've got it all on DVD. I've watched it all multiple what times. What was the first day it was released? Yeah, I well, rushed out. Rushed they, out. We had to go to two yeah. different JBs to get them. Yeah, they had the like the Rugrats and all of them came out and like well, I had to rush out and just get them. Yeah, yeah, great yeah. show. Shy Sherman, I yep. know. Fan, <clears throat> I know Fantasia is your favourite. Is one of your favourites? Sorry, I'll start that again. Yeah, I know Fantasia is one of your favourites. Yep. So I was wondering which segment is your favourite? Oh, well, it's one of my favourite Disney films ever. Um, I'd probably say The Nutcracker, The Dance of the Sugar Plum Fairy segment. Oh, yeah, brilliant. I just Beautiful. love Tchaikovsky. Other than Mozart is my favourite like classical composer. I'd love The Nutcracker Suite. And that Dance of the Sugar Plum Fairy segment is just so beautiful just the visual effect the visual effects they employ with it like the sparkle effects and everything and just the way that the the characters move so gracefully to the music is just perfect like perfection amazing mm. yeah. i like the dancing yeah dancing um brooms oh yeah that's the um the sources apprentice yeah segment yeah I like that <laughs> ice cream hero yeah uh when did you get st- when did you start getting obsessed with movies jeez oh, oh. When I was probably seven or eight years old, I'd imagine. I don't know. Maybe earlier. What was the first film? Cinema was Lion King. The Lion King, you know, like five. Four? Yeah, four years old. Probably yeah. then. I loved it. Yep. Uh, Ice Ice Luigi Star Pictures yeah. asks, what is your dream career? Oh, jeez. Um, I don't know. I've always loved just 
writing, telling stories, making making things, making movies and stuff. I love what I'm doing now, but obviously I have bigger dreams to keep pushing and do bigger and greater things. I've got some plans, um, whether that's in the short term or the long term. Um, I love what I'm doing now, but we just keep pushing and pushing and you know, make some films or something, I don't know. Making film. Yeah. Uh, Bryson, Bryson Robinson, what will Tiny... What will Tiny Toons University do now that Joe Alansky and Don Messick passed away? Right. Joe Alansky. Joe Alansky. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> We're getting tired. It's almost <laughs> an hour and a half. Exactly. Um, yeah. Uh, well, uh, so many people have been saying this, right? They announced the new Tiny Toons reboot uh, revival thing. Um, you can't do it because the voice actors have passed away. Well, it's, of course you can. You can. You replace them. <laughs> yep. Simple. You replace them. You get someone yep. else to come in and they play. It's not like a live action well, role. Bugs where Bunny someone, on, doesn't he? Bugs Bunny. How many voice probably voice actors Bugs Bunny had? Like yep. four. Like Mel Blanc after he passed away. And then you've got like Billy West. You've got Eric Bowser's doing it at the moment. And there's been numerous other people who've done Bugs Bunny over the years. So what's yeah. the difference? Fred Flintstone. How many people have done Fred Fl- yep. Flintstone? It's just like it's it's an animated thing. People can imitate voices. They just replace it. They get a new actor. Exactly. Right. Simple as that. Last one. Uh, fandom fair. Yep. What do you? <clears throat> oh, my voice. Went yeah. Uh, what did what did you think is better in terms of story? Uh, Cars two or Ratatouille? Ratatouille by far. Gorgeous film. Story is yep. amazing. Cars two is crap. <laughs> simple, simple as that, really. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, look, I enjoyed Cars too because oh, I, enjoy, I enjoyed Cars, yeah. but it was it wasn't the greatest story. But no. Ratatouille is a great, great story. Great little story, beautifully made. Yeah. Oh, excuse me. Beautifully made. Um, <laughs> beautifully made film. Yeah. Ratatouille, I reckon. And before our voices go, <clears throat> go, they've gone. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's the end of the show. That is all. That's all we have time for. We got through it all in an hour and a half. <laughs> Fun of me, which is awesome. Um, you can find me on YouTube at Dave Lee Down Under, over on Twitter and Instagram at Dave Lee Down Under. Um, it's all down in the description below. Just click through the, the links and you'll find it. Of course, this episode is going out on all podcasting platforms, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Google Podcasts. A visual element is available to view on YouTube. Goes out two days earlier to Patreon supporters. Um, and if you want to support the Patreon for as little as a dollar a month, you can go to www.patreon. Don't need the www. these days. No. So just go to patreon.com. Only a slash, dollar. Only a dollar. Cheapskate. Yeah. Sign up. You will be asked to. You will be charged up front. <laughs> <laughs> so no more patron dodgers. Uh, so yeah, just head patreon.com forward slash Dave Lee Down Under for early access to this and certain like big event videos and stuff. Um, if you are listening on podcast platforms, please leave a review and a rating. Only good ones. Only good ones because they help. The bad ones don't. Um, YouTube preview this week. Um, well, last week I just launched my Pixar ranking, the second volume. Uh, which focuses on the golden age between 2006 2010, covers Cars, Ratatouille, Wally, Up, and Toy Story 3. And so that's up there. You can go and check that out now. This week, I don't have any major videos out no. this week. Um, I'm working hard to get my surprise cartoon evolution out there. It's looking good, too. It's looking good. I've written it, I've recorded it, I have to edit the damn thing, and I'm just on a real tight schedule at the moment. I have to get that done this week, so that's probably not going to go up until next week. So there's no like big event videos this week. Uh, so you'll get there'll be two weeks in a row where we'll get a cartoon evolution this month. So I think that I think that more than truly makes up for it. Um, I also need to get I got to get cracking on that evolution for the end of the month. 
So yeah, as soon yeah, as this yeah. is finished, yeah. I'm straight onto that one. Yep. Researching, writing, recording, editing, all that. So that's going to get done. That's, of course, going to be Snoopy, Charlie Brown and Peanuts. If you missed my announcement, so that'll be at the end of the month. Um, I also have to get like a bunch of reviews. Those Blu-rays I have to watch, I've got to get them done. And oh my lord, there's so much at the moment. <laughs> so much at the moment. Like I said, I might get a SpongeBob review up this week, but I might not. It just depends on how much time I've got left. There's apparently a Pixar documentary going on Disney Plus this Friday. I don't know much about it. They haven't revealed much about it. I think it's going to be like small, like five to ten minute episodes, like that one day, that Disney thing. If I get time to do a review for that, I will. But again, I'm just so pressed for time. Uh, again, if you want to run to the show, you can shoot an email to DaveLeePod at gmail.com. Otherwise, thanks for listening. Thanks to Old Mate Rick for joining me. Thanks, guys. Thanks we'll for t- listening. We'll see you next week. Take it easy. Thanks, guys. Stay safe. Take care. <laughs>